because Adrian uh, preached this last uh, Friday. But uh, we have different um, sub points and uh, main points. So I think uh, it's a good job. Alright, so if you are there, let's take a look at this verses from verse number 55 to verse number 41. This is um, a great line there, I think a great message or a great passage of scripture because uh, this is where the power of the Lord Jesus Christ over the nature um, was displayed. And uh, it is the thing that we need in our lives to see that we are serving a powerful Savior. And uh, let's take a look at this. Um, beginning from verse number 55, we will read that up to the last verse, verse 41. So I'll read verse number 55, you respond to verse number 56, and respond to reading until verse 41. Bible says, And this same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Together, verse 41, and they feared the and said one to another, What the mighty men are men is this, the day in the wind and the sea Our Father in heaven, Lord, once again, we come before your presence to ask a blessing upon this passage of scripture, and Lord, let your Holy Spirit now work in our midst. Let the Holy Spirit work in our hearts. Let the Holy Spirit now to take control of our service and guide me and guide my mouth and my lips. And allow me, Lord, to speak those words that you want me to speak to your people. And Lord, feed your people uh, with your words that, uh, Lord, uh, they will get the nourishment for their souls. And help me also, Lord. And, and I thank you for the opportunity that I can stand before your people. And I pray, Lord, that uh, we will take this as a sacred um, gathering and in this pulpit as a sacred desk that your word will be proclaimed and that God, um, you will truly um, affect change and you will truly um, give that nourishment that your people need. Help all of us that give us victory in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please visit it. Our journey with the Lord. So that's uh, uh, the title that um, tonight and as I said um, Adrian spoke about this last Friday and um, it was a good message because it was still um, you know uh, um, the principles are most likely you know you have already heard but it's good to be it's good to be rehearsed in our in our ears because we need it we need the principles to be instilled in our hearts so, um, as we have taken consideration of this passage of the scripture here, this portion, and we see that the Lord Jesus Christ had already been 
gone, you know, in the preaching in the, during the day. Uh, he has been preaching all day since the, since early morning all the way um, to the evening, and this is evening already. And yet they are not finished yet. They still have to go forward. They still have to move to the, another place. They still have to cross to the other side. And um, that really touched me because this is how the Lord loves souls. He is willing to cross to the other side. You know, sometimes we Christians, we do not want to mingle with those people on the other side because we are so much, you know, um, um, we, we just don't like it. Me, um, I listen to those um, people on, on other side or in their in their denomination. I just can't go along with that. Yeah. Uh, I just can't, you know, bear in my in my ears and my heart to listen to those upbeat music. Yeah. And and I just can't bear and listening to those. Um, it's okay. Testimony is okay. Uh, they, they give testimony, but you know. It's, it's not the, the, the thing that um, we are used to. We are used to the scripture, we are used to the Bible, and the exegesis to the Bible, and the, the, you know, the, the, um, the, the message of God from the Word of God, not from any or experiences and expound the experiences and have no basis from the Word of God. And that's, that's what's going on, you know, in, in, the, in the ministry. But again, um, that's what they do in their ministries, so we'll just leave them. But just that I can't bear uh, being yep. around that. But again, the Lord Jesus Christ is showing us here that he, he wants to go to the other side. The day is preaching is long and finished for many uh, Christians. So that, that, that has been, um, you know, a long, hard day of preaching. But he wanted to go to the other side. And, and remember, over, over the side, multitudes are present. Multitudes. They have, they have. When we say multitude, I would imagine big numbers. Because if it's just small numbers, they will number it. They will say uh, 120 in the after room. You know, remember in the Pentecost? Um, they, they were there in the upper room, 120 men. So they counted it. 120 is a large group of men. And during the Pentecost, 3,000, let's say, they numbered it. And a few months from there, a few weeks from there, there's another 5,000 or 4,000, let's say. And then farther on, Multitude. Why multitude? Because they cannot number it. It's beyond their numbering. Now, this group of people gathered along the beach, multitude. So this is a large group of people, and yet the Lord already told them all this uh, teaching. He began teaching, you know, uh, showing them all those um, uh, parables, and they have they have heard enough for that day. So the Lord wants to go to the other side. But it was already late. It was already late, but the Lord still wants to go on. So that is really the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me 
Why did he say, the night cometh that no man can be converted? So he understands the limited time that he has. He understands that our time is very short. He understands that um, the time for the ministry, there is not much time. So he would rather use every you know, minute of his time to talk to people, to heal the sick, and, and, and preach to them, and give them the principles of God's word. So, just out the land, these people, they, they were there, um, listening to the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if we go back to verse number one, again, we always refer to verse number one here, because this is where, um, to give us the background of uh, what what happened here in, in this uh, verse number 35 to verse number 41? What's the background of this? This is already late. And he started here in verse number um, 1, and he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. If it was just 200 people, it's okay, you know, to gather 200 people and he says that, but it's a multitude. Multitude. So therefore, he has to get back a little bit off from the land and maybe stood by a boat or something and preach unto them so that it would be heard by the multitude. Now, with that, you can see that um, the crowd listens to him. I do not know whether there were children that's running around or, or whatever that could cause um, disturbance of them listening to the Lord Jesus, but it seems like the crowd listened intently of what the Lord Jesus Christ said in those teachings and parables. Um, these people, as they gathered, I think they find their way, how are they going to uh, be comfortable and, and, and listen intently and, and know the song court perhaps, or uh, if they are standing perhaps, they will be standing for a long time. Or if they are sitting, uh, maybe some, some place that they can sit, or if they are um, touching really the water now, uh, they, might, they might be there. We do not know exactly, but as you can see, the people are, are all around that area and the Lord Jesus Christ get into the boat and he, he got into the boat and there he stood up and preached um, to the people that, was, that were listening to him. So here we can see that all of a sudden, after the Lord Jesus Christ finishes preaching, perhaps the disciples thought that that's it. You know, time to rest. But no. They heard their master said to them, let us pass over unto the other side. And this is amazing because we did not hear any complaints. We did not hear any objections of them going farther on. It's been a long day's work for them, for the disciples. 
But the Lord Jesus Christ wanted to go and continue on. And here, when the Lord Jesus Christ said, let us pass over unto the other side, for sure, uh, we can agree that these people did not complain about it, so they went on. Now, the adventure begins. The voyage, and then in the middle of the sea, the storm. And then farther on, they saw the power of God by a miracle. The Lord Jesus Christ showed to them. So first of all, there are three things that I would like to call your attention and I want you to see these three things in this passage of scripture beginning from verse number 25. Here in verse number 25 and verse number 26 we see the invitation. It is the invitation, a beautiful invitation. You know what? If the Lord Jesus Christ will invite you to work for Him, I know for sure that you will agree and you will work for Him. Lord, what a privilege that I am going to work for you. What a privilege, Lord, that you have called me to work for you. It is a privilege, Lord, because um, uh, it is an honor. And the Lord Jesus Christ inviting these disciples of His, in verse number 25, He said, on the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. There seems to be no objection in that. There seems to be unison or unity among the disciples, among the, the faithful disciples of the Lord. I would say faithful now. Uh, later on, maybe I will change that because we began to accuse the Lord Jesus Christ of carries down not that we perish. Lord, are you the, you know, um, 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 insensible? Are you that um, uh, careless? We are going to die and you're just sleeping right there? I know. I didn't say that, but you can see the way the, uh, the Bible is written that it seems like they accuse the Lord Jesus Christ. Careless thou not that we perish. But right now we will call them faithful. Faithful disciples because they are so tired, and given that the long day is work for them, and they have, been, they have been working all throughout the day, and it's late now in the evening, and now they still have to go to the other side, and they do not know perhaps what time they would arrive on the other side, and what are they going to do there on the other side. Perhaps there will be another session there, another preaching there, or maybe they will sleep, and then early in the morning they will start the work again. So it's, it's like very tiresome, but there's no complaints whatsoever. The people are so faithful in this moment. They were so faithful. All of them must have all been exhausted physically and, and perhaps mentally there. They're united. And it's a great thing to be united in the work of the Lord because great things can be accomplished when people are united in the work of the Lord. A lot of things can be done and a lot of things can be accomplished. The Bible says that um, in the book of Psalms that um, how good and how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And God knows that. When all of us will be united, you know, when we say, okay, let's start our, our young people's program and all of the youth will come together and every week 
which one of these young person, young people, each one of them will bring a friend with them. Imagine this room will be full in just in short period of time. Just by the young people alone. Imagine if all the young professionals, they will gather in this small group at the, at the beginning. And then all of our young professionals will come together and they are, they are committing um, themselves to that work of the ministry. And then each one of them will bring one to the church or to their gathering. Again, this one whole room here will not be enough to accommodate them. If each one of them will commit. You see the unity. I'm, I'm not talking yet about the men. I'm not talking yet about the ladies. I'm not talking yet about, you know, the, the Sunday school. The Sunday school uh, teachers. Each Sunday school teacher will look after, okay, you are going to uh, handle this, you know, group of people. And you have to grow that number. You have to grow your, um, your group. You have, you have to grow your department. I'm not talking yet about the choir. The choir. Pastor Gisalba would not allow anyone to sing unless the person committed him, himself or herself in soul winning that they have to win souls every week. The choir director will check on them. What the names that they have gone to the Lord and that is this and that. If they are not doing that, they are out of the choir. They might, they might have great voices. They might have, you know, great talent, but it's, it's not going to work there. So that is why are you seeing them so large? It's because of their system. That is the you know, that great blessing of unity. The great blessing of unity. Great things can be accomplished in unity. Now, they heard of the Lord Jesus. Saying to them, let us go unto the other side. Let us pass over unto the other side. My friend, that is an invitation loaded with promises. A lot of, you know, if you just grab it and go, yes, I, I, I will go with you. I will go with you. And again, it is a delight on the side of the Lord to invite you to come with him to the other side. It is his delight to take this journey with us. And who are we, you know, to be invited by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Who are we that the Lord will, will use us to be a part of this great ministry? We, we cannot really, you know, um, um, put value on ourselves in that. Because all the work there and all the miracles there, all the um, important things to be done there is to be done by the Lord himself. But us being part of that, being invited in that, what a great blessing. And the Lord, when He invites us into His work, He promised of His fellowship of that journey. He promised of His fellowship. I remember 
I think I spoke one time about soul winning. And in our soul winning, I explained many times before that the Lord Jesus Christ is working also. If you go out and share the gospel, the Lord Jesus is also working with us. In fact, He promised His presence with us. In, in, in Matthew chapter um, 28, verse number 20, He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And he said here, And lo, I am with you, even unto the end of the world. Now, when did he practice that presence of Christ? When you do so with him. When you go out there and, and, and share the gospel, to preach the gospel uh, you know, um, to the regions beyond, when you go out there and proclaim the, the, the love of God to the people, my friend, that is the time that God is working with you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So there the Lord Jesus Christ works with us. When we do His job, when we do His work. And you see, that's a great promise here. The Lord Jesus Christ invited us to go to the other side. When the Lord Jesus Christ prompts your heart to go and reach out to your boss. Your boss on the other side now. You are now, you know, in this side of the faith. Your boss is on the other side. And God will say to you, let us go and, you know, pass over the other side. Amen. Let us talk to this person. Talk to this person and let him work, you know. Um, the Lord wants that. Maybe you have a classmate that is not a believer. Then God will prompt you and will say, talk to this person. That person on the other side, they, they the same, exactly the same in this situation. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, let us pass over unto the other side, my friend, he is concerned about the souls of men. He is concerned about the unsaved people. He wants them to be saved. He wants them. He's, he's groaning for that. He wants them to believe Him. He wants to give them um, the promise of eternal life. And that is what Jesus Christ promised here when He invites us to go with Him. Let us, let us pass over unto the other side. That means there is a promise of a fellowship on, on this journey. And there is a promise of uh, his fellowship on the other side. That means you will really get there. There is a promise that you will get there on that other side. You have to cross these wide seas. We do not know what's going on when you cross, but there is a promise that you will get there. You know what? In our Christian life, we do not know when are, when, when are we going to die. We do not know when are we going to finish our life. But the, the Lord has promised us that we will get there. We just don't know what we go through um, while we cross that great sea. The Lord has promised of 
or brownies us or preaching the other side. And again, this invitation is not just an invitation for us um, to pass over unto the other side. And this is not just an invitation with great promises. This is also an invitation to work with Him. He is inviting us to work with Him. When we work in the ministry, we are actually working with the Lord. He said um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9. For we are laborers together with God. We are God's husbandry. We are God's building. When we work, the Lord also works with us. He works with us. And again, this fellowship with God involves a work for God. Because the harvest, God has always, you know, prompted His disciples. The harvest is plenteous. And not just the harvest is plenteous, the harvest is ready. It's ready for the harvest. He said in John chapter 4, verse number 34. John chapter 4, verse number 34, he said, Jesus said unto them, My need is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come and harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. It's ready. And he said, if you work for me, you will receive your wages. We will, the heaven will look after you. Every person that will work for the Lord, the Lord will look after that person for his needs. And he that reapeth, receiveth wages. And gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. That is the work of the ministry. We, we work in the ministry and we, in, uh, we experience day by day great blessings from the Lord. We share the gospel and people will get saved. We talk to people and people are encouraged. And we, we, we send um, a mission support and the missionaries are also encouraged in the world. You see a lot of encouragement, a lot of blessings, um, coming our way, and, and this is the work for the Lord. And this work is ready. The harvest is ready. The disciples could not figure it out. And perhaps, perhaps, the disciples were talking about the harvest, talking about the field, and maybe the Lord Jesus Christ overheard them. You know, uh, trying to figure out uh, this this barley, I think it will take four months and then the harvest will. That, that, that field there, I think. And the Lord Jesus Christ mentioned that. He said, Say not either I get four months of down harvest. Then the Lord proved them wrong. But he was not talking about the barley. He was not talking about the wheat. It he was talking about those people running to the field, through the field, coming to them. Why? Why they, they run to the field and coming to them? 
Why? Because previous, you know, earlier on, the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking to the woman at the well. And the woman, you know, heard those marvelous, marvelous um, words from the Lord himself. And she believed in the Lord. And she believed that this, this is the Messiah. Because, because the Lord Jesus Christ just told her everything that, he, that she ever did. And that was the, that's what she uh, brought to the people in the city. She ran into the city, left the water, water pot, and ran into the city and told all the men in the city about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And all the men, they ran, they got out of the city and ran into the field. And while the Lord Jesus Christ was talking to his disciples, and they were talking about this um, field, this barley or whatever it is, or wheat. These people, the disciples are looking at the plants. But the Lord Jesus Christ was, uh, was looking at the souls, running to him. And therefore, he said that the field is white to harvest. The people want to be saved. These people, they run in the, um, through the field so that they will meet and hear, hear the Lord Jesus Christ. They are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ to hear Him and speak to them. You see, the Lord Jesus was telling that the harvest is ready. And that is where God also will work in the hearts of men when we share the gospel to them. This is the invitation that God is giving to us. The invitation that is loaded with promises, the invitation, the invitation to work with Him, and the invitation to go to the other side. Another thing that we can find in verse number 37 of our text, verse number 37, it said, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. After this invitation, we see the storm. Oh, the storm. There arose a great storm of wind. The Bible says a great storm of wind. Oh, it must have been a great storm. It was not just, you know, that can kill us. They can have perish with a storm. The high wind, the thunder, lightning, most of all, the waves that beat into the ship, that can finish them up. And you see the power of nature. Um, I had a business, I think in, uh, that was in 2018. Or 2017. My business is um, uh, meat products coming from Luzon, from Pampanga. Then we transported to Cebu. 2007. And then I have this uh, ship that I use for, for that shipment. 
because they, they just arrived on time. Um, within 24 hours, my product will arrive frozen, you know, um, it should be frozen. So it will arrive to Cebu within 24 hours and it's okay. I have freezers, one, two, maybe 15 chest freezers, I got 15 pieces. I will fill it, I will fill it with products for my uh, business for the next maybe two weeks. Sometimes one week I have to refill it because of the uh, orders. And December, uh, this 15 is, is not going to, you know, uh, suffice. I have to um, rent a very big freezer, but not that big bulk um, order, maybe stack of two, two crates of um, ham during December because it's a big order. But that ship, you know, um, capsized one Friday evening. It capsized, but the you know the, the, the scary part there is that me, Pastor Jimbo, Mam Eva, Pastor Harley, and I think some ten other pastors from Messiah's, Messiah's. We were there to attend the conference in um, in I don't know what place is that in Manila. We were there attending the conference. Now the conference runs. The, the conference runs from um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Then we arrived there Sunday evening after our service. We we flew to Manila, but our plan, the coming back to Cebu, is to ride this ship where my products are. It's okay, I said, oh, I'm not going to do Friday, we need to be uh, at the port so that we can ride that vessel going to Cebu. Anyway, our conference will be finished Wednesday. So that's the plan. We arrive, and then the, the pastors change the plan. The conference did not start Monday, but rather they will start Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we could not, you know, uh, get home in time. Um, and we cannot uh, ride that boat. That boat, my friends, if the conference, you know, uh, was, was as, um, um, happened as planned, all of us will be in the boat. And I think 90% died in the boat because it capsized there. They, the captain of the boat, the captain of the boat belittled the storm. He said, uh, our ship is we have a good sized ship. This can this can um, you know um, overcome like signal number three storm is okay. But that signal was only signal number two. That's why they went. But when the when, when the storm was so strong, they tried to maneuver and go back to land, but it's 
two legs, double capsize, and out of thousand passengers, I think maybe hundred, maybe less survived. All the crew, all the crews died, and only those people who are who were like fortunate really to escape because it was storming. It was. Um, it was in the midst of the storm. You cannot belittle the power of nature. These people right here in the middle of the ocean, and the Bible describes it as the great storm. Ah, this must be very scary. This must be very scary. And no wonder, no wonder that, you know, they, they will just say what, what they have in their mind. And looking at the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're fighting here for to, to maneuver their boat and whatever they do there, and they look at the Lord Jesus Christ sleeping. They said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the Lord Jesus Christ arose. He arose and he rebuked the wind. And again, that was a manifestation or a demonstration of the power of Christ over the storm. That was a great storm. But the Lord Jesus Christ commanded the storm to be still. Peace, be still. You know, from the beginning, there were no storms. From the beginning, when God created this earth, there were no problems. In fact, there were no thistles and thorns. You can run from here and up to Wellington, maybe, on foot. You are fine. There were no, no thorns from the beginning. I don't know if you have um, um, you know, read that part of the scripture, but only when sin arrived. When sin arrived, all these upheavals of nature happened. All these problems in nature happened to this earth. Because when God created this world for mankind to enjoy, it was perfect until sin arrived. And this is what, what, what God said in, in, John, I mean, in Genesis chapter Three, verse number 16 just to give you uh, like um, what happened really from the beginning when God created this earth it was perfect and this is what happened when sin arrived in verse number 16 and unto the woman he said God said to him I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. That's the beginning of thorns. That's the beginning that we need to have, you know, 
um, something to put on to our feet. That's the beginning that you need to uh, protect yourself from the soil. Because you do not know there are broken glass or, or sharp iron or whatever things that, um, that can harm you. But from the beginning, it's not like that. This is perfect. And in fact, right now, it's not just the thorns and thistles. The world, the earth right now is in travail, in pain. A lot of things are happening in this earth. Beginning from, beginning from the blood of Abel. The murder there by Cain. And in, in Romans 8, verse number 22, that's what, that's what happened. Cyclones, tsunamis, and earthquakes. All of these upheavals of nature happened to us. Because Romans 8, 22, the Bible says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together at the hand. So calamities after calamities are happening all around the world. It's because of sin. This is the after effect of sin. Right now, if people will commit sin, there is still after effect. But sometimes you, uh, people cannot really uh, notice that, but there is always after effect of sin. And here again, back to the life of these disciples. What a blessing it is that they are invited by the Lord to come with Him and, and to work for Him. What a blessing it is that they, they are promised to pass over to the other side. That means they will be able to reach to the other side, safe and sound. That's exactly what happened to them. They arrived there, no harm. But again, while they pursued to the other side, they went through the storm. And the lesson that we can see and the lesson that we can get from here is that these children or these disciples were traveling with the Lord Jesus. And praise the Lord that they were traveling with the Lord Jesus. That means they are, they are walking their Christian life um, in the center of God's will. They are doing the work of the ministry and that is God's will in their lives. And they are following it because that is God's will. But doing God's will in our life actually does not exempt us from the storm. You will still go through the storm. You follow every dot there, every word, every you know, uh, line of God's command in your life and you follow everything and but still you will go through the storm. All of us will go through the storm. These disciples, for example, they went through with the Lord Jesus, they, they traveled with the Lord Jesus Christ, they are in the center of God's will, they have obeyed the Lord, and yet the storm came. Perhaps in your Christian life today, you are faithful in the Lord, you are faithful in your Bible reading, you are faithful in your prayer, you are faithful in, your, uh, in, in, your, in the service of the Lord, in coming to church, in encouraging one another. You are faithful in doing the work of the Lord. And you are in the center of God's will. But it doesn't mean, brothers and sisters, that you will not go through the storm. But once we do, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Why? Because the Lord 
can steal. Steal the storm. He can still command the storm. Just for your sake. Just for your sake. The Lord is able to alter the course of nature. Just for your sake. If it is God's will. He can alter the storm. And again, we see the invitation. We see the storm. But what we really, you know, um, I love to see here is the miracle. The miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse number 38 of Mark chapter 4. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose. And rebuke the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? My friend, God is the God of miracles. He can perform the miracle. I will tell you how much we need God's miracle in our life. We have problems that so huge and big that we know in our mind there's no way we can solve this problem. There's no way that um, the, within our capacity to solve this problem. But I will tell you, my friend, no matter how big maybe the problem is, our problem can still be solved by our God. It is our God that will help us with our problem. The God that you are serving right now, the Lord that you are serving right now, that master that you have in your life, is the one that is taking control, even in this, you know, universe. He is in perfect control. He can alter the course of nature for His glory, if He wants to do it. When His disciples we're troubled about these things because it threatens their life. And they cry for help. That, that's what we have. What, that's what will happen to us. When we have problems, we cry for help. And the Lord heard it. And he arose and said, Peace, be still. And there was a great calm. This is, you know, the disciples did not, did not see this coming. And the disciples, when, when, the storm, when the storm came, they did not know what to do. They did not know what to do. But the Lord Jesus Christ has something, a solution in mind. As what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest that. The disciples did not know what the Lord Jesus Christ would do. When the Lord Jesus Christ stood up and commanded uh, the sea, commanded the, the, the wind and the, and the storm, peace, be still, never happened before. They never experienced that the Lord Jesus Christ did that before. Something that saved them happened right there when the Lord Jesus Christ calmed the sea. The wind right there ceased. The waves stopped. The uh, the sea flattened, and all of a sudden, 
the sky cleared. The moon rolled through the clouds. And there, the demonstration of the power of Christ over the nature. In our Christian life, though we are not exempt from the storm, we have our Lord that is so faithful. When you call upon Him in your distress, He is there to help you. When, you, when we call upon Him in our needs, He is there to help us. You see, my friend, when you have a need, don't run to your parents, don't run to anyone. Run to the Lord. Run to the Lord and He will arise and He will calm your storm. Just trust Him. Put trust to no man, but put your trust in the Lord. In conclusion here, we see that the Lord Jesus Christ, along this line, we can see that He goes with us through the storm. When I had my, when I learned about my cancer, oh, that was dark. I, I, I thought it was dark. I thought that the Lord has forgotten me. <laughs> and I just, I just can see why. I, I don't understand why. But again, there are so many questions in our, in our minds. There are questions that we cannot really answer. And the Lord will speak to us in, um, in, in, in many ways. We went to Port Albert. We stayed there for a few days. Try to figure it out. What's happening? And all of a sudden, it happened to me like that. I was in, a, in, a, in my life storm. And I don't know how am I going to survive this. I do not know um, what's going to happen next. My family and it was a storm. It was a storm in my life in a perfect day. It's a sunny place there in Port Albert. Beautiful sunny day every day. It was always beautiful day there. But in, in my life it was a storm that I could not understand. But looking at this, the Lord Jesus Christ was with them all throughout the storm. But the most important thing maybe here for all of us brothers and sisters is that make sure when storm comes in your life, make sure that the Lord is in your boat. Just make sure that He is there in the boat. If you are not saved this evening, you need it. Amen. You need to be saved. Yep. Because the Lord will always be with you. He wants you, you know, to trust in Him. And you cannot, you know, uh, just trust in Him without receiving Him. But if you have been saved, perhaps you've been a Christian for a long time. The question maybe for you tonight is, did you 
accept God's invitation to go with you. Maybe you are saved, but you don't want to go with the Lord. You just, the Lord will go this way, you go the other way. God wants to go with you. God wants to work with you. God wants to fellowship with you. And God wants to show you that you will go and, and, and you will arrive to the other side. You may have rough roads ahead. You may have rough seas ahead. But God has promised you that you will arrive safely to the other side. Do not question, Lord, I want to go with you, but make sure that, you know, the boat is smooth. Lord, I want to go with you, but make sure that, you know, the road is asphalted and cemented. No. Just trust that you will arrive there safely. Because the Lord will never leave you no for safety. That's what He promised. He promised that before to His disciples, He is promising it to you right now. You see, whatever problems you may have, the Lord Jesus Christ can come your soul. And He will give you peace. And you will give Him the glory. As far as prayer. Our Father in Heaven, thank you Lord for the reminder. Lord, sometimes we are sad when we have the storm in life. Sometimes we are down. But Lord, thank you that you have reminded us that all throughout the storm, you are there with us. Thank you, Lord, for that great um, assurance that you will, you will never leave us nor forsake us. And it is a blessing for us to think, Lord, as we go through our storm, as we try to cross to the other side. And we do not know what, what lies ahead. But Lord, thank you for this great encouragement that whatever we may encounter in the middle of the sea or in the middle of the road, you will be there with us to help us. And when we call upon you, you will arrive and rebuke the wind, rebuke the storm in our lives, and there will be a great calm. Lord, thank you for what you have done. Thank you, Lord, for what you have promised us. Bless, Lord, your people. Bless every person that put their trust in you. Lord, we praise you for what you have done in the life of our people. We thank you, Lord, for allowing these people to put their trust in you. And thank you, Lord, for touching their lives. And thank you for teaching them the things of the Lord. Father, I commit to you these people and our church, and I pray that you will prosper their ways. You will prosper, Lord, every home, the fathers and the mothers, the children. Bless, Lord, all these people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.